0: Hello and welcome to Women Talk About Horror, the podcast where women talk about horror. I'm your host Kitty, and I have Vivian with me today, and she is going to explain the movie *Malignant* to me because I'm very confused.
1: Hello, Kitty, and hello, Kitty's listeners. Um, this is going to be a wild fucking ride. I was told in the last episode that I'm allowed to curse, you are. so I will be doing that. Um, this will be full of spoilers. If you have not seen Malignant by James Wan, and you do plan on seeing it, and you do not want spoilers, (laughs) then please turn this episode off right now and then come back and listen to it once you're done. Um, Also, content warning for just about everything. I mean, this this movie's got it all. It's got miscarriage, it's got spousal abuse, it's got rape, it's got, oh my God, it's got everything. Um, So if you're sensitive to any of those topics or or really sensitive to any kind of violence or abuse or trauma at all, um, because there is so much, um, then, you know, go ahead and feel free to skip this one as well.
0: I just have to say it's hilarious to me that James Wan also did Aquaman. Yes, this
1: is um pretty much as far from Aquaman as you can plausibly get. I
0: mean, he did do he did kind of start the saw series. So,
1: yes, yes. Um so I I did feel that there were similarities to Saw. Okay. I felt that this was actually more moralizing than saw and Hmm. i found the saw movies very moralizing it was very much about a soul man and later his proteges uh deciding to punish people as the protagonist saw uh or another protagonist you know the antagonist Mm -hmm. um as the antagonist saw appropriate um but as the viewer, you sort of knew, oh, okay, I would never be like Jigsaw. I would never <laughs> kidnap these men whom I've decided are, uh, you know, arbitrarily against my moral code over all the other men against my moral code. You know, some some women in there too, even in the first one, as I recall. Um, <laughs> I would never do this like Jigsaw. But when you're when you're watching Malignant as the viewer, you can, I think, very much relate to the murderous choices that are made. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Um, So for instance, I have a policy that I'm I'm only willing to break sparingly, which is that if somebody in a movie or a TV show um, commits spousal abuse, or they're a rapist, uh, that I need to see genuine comeuppance for them at the end mm-hmm. um and and this one delivered this movie delivered okay um for instance i'm, I'm, g- I'm about to spoil another show but y'all <laughs> have had like six years so peaky blinders um at the end of season two when the detective is murdered by the woman whom he's sexually assaulted i thought okay i can live with this <laughs> i can watch the rest of this series um because because it it you know, I it it is a bit of a moralistic approach to art, um, but I'm not ashamed to say that sometimes I have a moralistic approach to art, um, and so malignant did deliver. So uh, before I before I speak about this too abstractly, um, I'll, well, I'll first give you the context in which I saw the film. So <laughs> I <laughs> so I saw the film, a horror film about. You know, serial killings um, with a stranger from the internet. Um, (laughs) At least, at least it was a female stranger. I don't know if that makes it better. Um, I I am a happily relationshiped woman, but I I did think, and and Kitty, I'm sure you you feel much the same after uh, you know the events of the past year and a half. I need some local friends who are not anti-vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought, oh, I'll try this new Bumble BFF thing. And, um, you know, I, I started talking to a woman who was like, oh, I'm, I'm also really into horror movies. And, and I'm really into, you know, obscure films and cult films. And I've heard that Malignant is the next great cult film. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's go do this. And uh, <laughs> so we did. And the, uh, it, was, it was, by the way, at, at one of the more rundown theaters in the area. Which, which one? Which I hate to say. Uh, the AMC
0: Highwoods. I don't even know that one.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not run down as in like, oh, this is a legitimately dangerous place. Like I've, I've, I've done, it's, it's a theater nearest where I grew up and where I started my career. So I will just say that I've done some really interesting things in that parking lot <laughs> that we don't need to talk about on a horror podcast. Um, <laughs> when I was like 2021, 20, you know, it was, it was a totally different time. Um, but the decor has not changed since I was
0: 20 or 21 I was um, like, I was imagining like the old Britain <laughs> 8 theater that's now a church you know oh not
1: that bad oh well actually no this no yeah this would totally be ripe for the turning into a mega church <laughs> I, I do know the type you mean yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's not run down like, sorry to non local listeners, it's not run down like Port Ritchie, but it's <laughs> run down like maybe this won't be a theater forever. Yeah, that is the vibe. That is the vibe. Okay. Um, so nothing, nobody is there on a Monday night. No. None of the decor has changed in the past, honestly, I'm going to say 17 years. <laughs> Because I remember going to that theater when I was 12 with schoolmates. So (laughs) nothing has changed in 17 years. Um, And so my new acquaintance and I walk up and the gentleman selling the tickets says, as I recall, it was a thick New Jersey accent. And, and And he says, um... Oh, you know, uh, this is a real Hitchcockian film. You know, you love the Hitchcock movies. You got to get, we're we're putting on some $5 film, some $5 horror later in October. And, uh, you know, this is a real Hitchcock film. You're going to love it. Um, which it wasn't, I don't know (laughs) if that's obvious yet from what I've said so far about this movie, but it it really, really was not a Hitchcock film at all. Um, (laughs) not, not even to mention that. He's just trying to upsell you on,
0: you know, horror movies later on.
1: Yes, yes. And I, I appreciate that. But like, I was almost a little bit like insulted, like, sir, just because I'm a young woman, you think I don't know what isn't, isn't Hitchcockian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and and this was not Um, so already I'm seeing this movie in a stranger a a weird little old man uh, has warned me about this movie and I'm like okay cool this is let's just fucking go okay (laughs) Um, so wow so the movie begins tonally different to the rest of the movie with like this weird uh, you know the Kanye West video for Stronger? No. Okay. Um <laughs> you ever see the movie Akira?
0: No. Okay. So the opening I'm sorry, i have given you nothing here.
1: <laughs> you're good. You're good. L- your listeners might. Um the opening sequence of the movie is almost shot for shot a scene from the movie Akira that was later huh. replicated by Kanye West in one of his movie video uh, music videos. Um it is psychotic. So there's this unseen entity that's killing and throwing out nurses and orderlies and doctors. Um, and eventually you see the sort of primary doctor, who, who is a, a woman who's about 45, 50. Um, you see her walking towards this entity that's killing all of these people. Uh very dramatically, very backlit, very like very uh X Files, I would okay. say. Okay. Um it, it really looks like a like a like a combination of a Kanye West music video and an X-Files episode. That's and an interesting mix. It is the weirdest lighting I've ever seen in a horror movie. <laughs> and you then see her scream at this entity that's totally obscured by a filter and you can't really see what's going on. But the implication is that the entity is a child. Uh, you see her screaming at him. It's time to cut the cancer out in the best, you know, Joan, uh, Wow, I'm sorry. Joan I was some Say Joan Rivers, um, the best Joan Crawford impression I've seen in a very long time. I don't even know how they—that's you know, impressive—found an actress, right? How they found an actress with a transatlantic accent working in 2020, <laughs> like good for her, good for them. Um, so then it immediately tonally shifts again to a young woman, um, youngish, like about 35. Uh, with first off the worst American accent I've ever heard. Um, and, and secondly, the worst fake pregnancy belly I've ever seen.
0: Oh no. So this is,
1: yeah. Yeah. So this is Annabelle Wallace from Peaky Blinders.
0: Oh, she was also um, on the Tutors*.
1: She is, yes. I haven't watched The Tudors, but you've mentioned to me that it's very good. Yes. Well, very entertaining.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't we'll know go about with that. The historical accuracy. <laughs> we'll go with that.
1: Very yeah. entertaining. Yes. Um, so, Annabelle Wallace comes in. She's tired from a shift working at the hospital, I guess is the implication. They never expand on what her career is at all. <laughs> you have no idea. It's like she stops going to her job after the incident that I'm about to talk about. So, she just... She, I have no idea what her job is. Um... She walks in, terrible fake pregnancy belly. Her husband immediately starts shouting at her and berating her. And then, I mean, I hate to laugh at a scene in a movie of somebody being abused, but he's shouting at her and shouting her and then punches her in her extremely pregnant stomach. And the pillow that she is wearing collapses.
0: Oh, Um, so they didn't go for the high tech belly. God, no. God, no. I mean, I don't. I,
1: I think they had a budget of like
0: four million,
1: maybe. I looked it up and I saw it at some point, but I don't recall it. Um, and he just immediately sends her careening into the wall. Um, again, this, this is tonally different from the first scene, but the dialogue is not any better. We are talking uh, Tommy was so the room level dialogue throughout the entire film. Just loose ends that go nowhere. uh, Bizarrely sentimental statements. uh, Plot holes that are never resolved. So he's just standing up and saying things like, you're killing my babies, Maddie. And then he punches her. Um,
0: In in the stomach where presumably his baby is. (laughs) Yes. As he's yelling at her for killing his babies.
1: Yes. So he is already established as... Not just a monster, but an abject idiot. Yeah. Um, So she wakes up after he's given her a concussion and she's bleeding from the back of her skull. Mm. So that's already really bad. And she just decides to lock him out of the bedroom and go to sleep. (laughs) Um, Interesting choice. So (laughs) then, while he's sleeping on the couch and she's sleeping in the bedroom, an entity that is maybe corporeal from what you can see is the audience uh comes and attacks them both uh kills the husband um, very quickly and painfully uh twists his neck like 180 degrees fully 180 degrees and um then pushes the main character back so that she falls and probably has another concussion um she wakes up in the hospital yes 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 so just this this big like imagine a man in a ghillie suit yeah yes that is basically the entity that you're seeing it pushes her back yes yes (laughs) Um, so then she wakes up in the hospital and her sister's with her and a detective's with her and they say oh you know we're so sorry you lost the baby and also your husband is dead um And she's catatonic with grief. Understandable. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then in a couple days, she goes, okay, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Let's go home. Okay. So she's hanging out in this house where her husband was just murdered by an unseen entity. Um, You know, huge source of grief and tragedy for her. And... I mean, that's just horror movie logic, though. Oh, 100%. Everything you see in this film is, oh this is a white person doing this. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, just none of the main character's choices make sense at all. And you can kind of tie up some of the plot holes by the end by saying, okay, she had somebody else controlling and manipulating her, but it doesn't make sense from the beginning. So it just feels a bit like a deus ex machina to say, oh, she wasn't herself. Um, Okay. Yes. Yes. So then she goes home and her sister comes by and her sister goes, oh, you know, I can tell you're so upset and there's something you're not telling me, you know, even despite your suddenly dead husband. And she goes, you know, again, in the worst American accent, she goes... (laughs) I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you, uh, Sydney, you know, I, I, I've I. never told you this before, but mom and dad adopted me when I was eight. And I know you don't remember because you were born when I was eight. I'm adopted. And the sister just has this horrified look on her face. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, here we go. It's time to buckle in because nothing is going to get more politically correct from here on out. Um, oh, they've gosh. already, you know, sort of put forth that, like, adoption is something bizarre and shameful, and also that the parents hid it from the younger daughter. That's really special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to say, oh, no, no, your, your older sister, she's she's not adopted. Why would you ever think that? Like, very weird, very weird. <laughs> um, different time, I guess, if the different time was 1994. <laughs> um, so, um... I feel, I feel like I was given children's books, uh, like, you know, very, very nice and gentle children's books about adoption. I wasn't even myself adopted. I just had adopted family members. No, I
0: had, um, a friend when I was like four or five who was adopted mm -hmm. and I remember the family was very open about it. apparently once I just had like a full on conversation with them about adoption because I was that kid. Yes. Yes. I was curious. I was intelligent. (laughs) Oh thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, adopt. That's a weird thing to be like. This is my big dark secret. I'm adopted.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that was like my immediate feeling of, oh, this is like a Tommy Wiseau script. This is like, and I hate to, I hate to put this on the scriptwriter alone, um, especially because so many people made like directing choices in this movie um i i don't want to put it on the scriptwriter because first of all i'm sure she's written plenty of other good movies um and and second of all maybe it's the directing and the acting choices that got us to where we are that made it seem like a tommy was so script being filmed with a huge budget i just think um, it's
0: weird that annabelle wallace couldn't pull off a, like actual American accent like she's oh, a she fairly big all. actor you know
1: yeah and I think that she she was well mm, well if we're being completely honest here I thought her Irish
0: accent in Peaky Blinders was bad okay I haven't so... seen Peaky Blinders I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally only seen her in Annabelle and in um the Tudors but I don't remember much about Annabelle
1: for whatever Fair. reason except i, I thought it was annabelle. funny
0: that her name is annabelle and she was in annabelle yes, i'm like, pretty sure I she I plays also a pregnant woman in that movie too now that i think about it though well hopefully she had a better prosthetic in that movie i can't like it was years ago i can't remember <laughs> but you're yeah good. you're good yeah she was because <laughs> the annabelle doll wanted to take over the baby oh great
1: i've done that <laughs> um and the sister just looks horrified But I mean, it's it's not like some weird manufactured plot point that the sister is in fact horrified. She's still very you know supportive and loving of her sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So then Madison, the main character, starts having these visions where um, she sees this woman being kidnapped but not killed. and then she sees the woman at the beginning, uh, the doctor with the transatlantic accent, um, she sees her being killed with like one of her own trophies. Um, okay. Yes, yes. So I believe she sees one more murder before she goes to the police. Um, like she sees uh, an older heavyset man being murdered and then they find out, oh, he was another doctor in this hospital they showed at the beginning. Um, so she goes to the police with her sister. The sister flirts with the hot detective. Um, and the hot detective is who the hot detective is George Young. Um, so I mean, same, but also (laughs) it it was a very weird tonal dissonance for them to be like, well, we think that my sister is seeing all these murders, but also I really want to fuck you. Like it was (laughs) uh, again, a little bit Tommy Wiseau. There, there seems um, just, to be,
0: like, a tonal problem in this movie just so huge, far, and we're not even, like, deep in it.
1: Huge tonal problem. Huge. Um,
0: I say problem, I I don't know to what degree
1: it may have been intentional to have that degree of dissonance. Um, this is either, this movie, you know, I'll say it right now, it's either genius or trash. <laughs> and I have trouble deciding which I feel it is, but it is either genius or trash with no room for nuance at all. Okay. Um, Yeah. So they meet the hot cop. They say, oh, you know, there's a mystery afoot. All these doctors are being murdered. Um, And then they visit their mother. The, The girls visit their mother and they say, oh, what could... We possibly have, uh, you know, done to trigger these memories. Why doesn't Madison remember anything from before she was eight years old? And she only has memories from eight years old when she was adopted. Um, and her mother's like, "Yeah, well, she was adopted, and also she had an imaginary friend who told her to murder me."
0: Wait, what? Yeah, so so she doesn't Madison... remember anything from before she was adopted, but correct. Was the imaginary friend who told her to kill before she was adopted or after? Well, later you find out both. Okay. So while she
1: was living with her adoptive parents, she had an imaginary friend saying, take this knife from the kitchen and go stab your mother. Awesome. Yes. Isn't isn't not it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Um, so then after... One more murder, I think, after a third murder, a third doctor involved with this hospital. um, Madison goes, oh, you know, I I need to dig deep in my memories. And while she's working with this hypnotherapist to try and remember her life before she was eight years old, the woman who we see being kidnapped at the, you know, sort of beginning of the middle of the movie, uh, beginning of the second act, if you will,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: she falls through the ceiling. What? In Madison's house. What? She falls through the ceiling in Madison's house. Is she alive
0: or dead?
1: She is alive but badly injured. Uh, From falling through the ceiling. As one is when they fall. But how did she fall through the the ceiling? ceiling? (laughs) She she (laughs) freed herself from her uh, bindings in the attic and basically stepped on a board wrong or something oh okay and yeah some you have to stay on the um
0: like the there's like the beams yes yes okay that makes more sense now i was just like how (laughs) what (laughs) so she was just in madison's attic
1: She was in Madison's attic the whole time, but as the audience, you didn't know that she was in Madison's attic the whole time. And, like, she's been in the house, her sister's been there, the hot detective has been there. 100%. Nobody has noticed this woman in the attic because she's been bound and gagged in the attic. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, um... This is the part, oh, I should, I should probably, oh boy, this is, there's a lot to unpack here, Kitty. There's, (laughs) there's a lot to unpack here. So I'm just gonna say that from, for where we go next, um, it is in fact physically impossible to have identical twins who do not share the same chromosomal makeup. Yes. Now... Yes. Now I think there. I think are most a lot of.
0: I was going to say I think on. most people know that. I would hope.
1: Well, whoever wrote this movie fucking didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Um. But, uh, yeah. And ooh, golly. Um. Okay. Um. So, I think that there are. There is media, with. Good, respectful representations of identical twins who might have had the same chromosomal makeup at birth, but then their gender presentation Mm -hmm. and and gender identification as adults differs. Right. Um, For instance, uh, the I won't spoil anything here, but um, the Adventure Zone put out a series uh, with characters where uh, they were identical twins. And one uh, as an adult identified as a cisgender man, and, and one as an adult identified as a transgender woman. And I, I think that was done very respectfully. Um, this is, this is, wow. Um, <laughs> there is no, there is no biological explanation for identical twins that are different gender sexes, I should say, chromosomally, there, there is there is absolutely no room for any kind of interpretation of maybe one of these characters uh, is transgender or, or does, you know, identify differently or have a different chromosome makeup. There, none, there is no way that could be done respectfully within the bounds of this film. Okay, None. Zero. None. So, you know, I'm just going to say thank God they didn't even try to go for that angle because they would not have done it respectfully. Um, but also there's, like, no respectful headcanon in that sphere for this movie. Like, there's... the. It's just... It's, it's so shit insane. It's so shit insane. So what you learn at this point in the movie, after the woman falls through the attic, is that Madison had an identical conjoined male twin. Okay. And what happened to the identical conjoined male twin is that he did not develop fully with uh, you know the the sort of standard body type that the average person has um, the way that Madison did and that he was just kind of a ah uh, uh, um kind of a reptilian like almost like a lizard like frog like creature what with whom with whom she shared a brain Uh, That was
0: sort of conjoined to her back and growing out of her back. I mean, like you... With conjoined twins, like, sometimes there is, like, you know, where one didn't fully form and they're kind of, you know... Indeed. They're not viable. Indeed. But they wouldn't look like a lizard or a frog.
1: It was a very deformed mammalian sort of special effects situation. Um, un- unlike any, th- any human being, yeah, unlike any, human. and, and <laughs> in situations where someone is, is born as, as part of a pair of conjoined twins, I mean, there's so many, you know, moral and ethical concerns surrounding, separating them. And, you know, you have to treat each of them as, as full and, and valid people, and And in this movie, um, and in this movie, her male twin is an evil entity that can communicate through radio waves. Okay. This is the case because her mother who was the woman who fell through the attic, her biological mother was raped by Satan.
0: What? Yes. So is Madison also Satan's daughter? Yes. Okay, so... (laughs) Um, so, the twin thing, you know, mm-hmm. suspend disbelief for that, whatever. I mm-hmm. feel like the twin thing and the devil thing are a little much together. Yeah, you think? Like, if the twin had been, like, a fully formed separate person, I feel like that would have uh-huh. worked better. It was not. Uh-huh. It was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a mm-hmm. fully formed, like separate person who found out, you know, who his father was. Like that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this does. No, no,
1: no, it, it doesn't. Um, so at this children's hospital in the beginning, you'll you'll recall the line It's time to cut the cancer out. Mm-hmm. What happened there was gabriel is the name of her twin by the way gabriel the the male twin um was uh they did surgery to separate all that they could um thus destroying gabriel's body and every part of his brain that they could and left a little bit of his brain inside Madison so that she would still keep her whole brain. And they just shoved his brain inside her skull and closed up her skull. Okay. And when her abusive husband threw her against a wall and cracked her skull, that awakened the remnants of her evil twin that lived inside her skull. Okay. And all of these murders that have been committed were actually committed by Maddie as the evil twin in her skull was manipulating her to murder people while running backwards And throwing up her hair so that you could see his weird little teratoma face. Um, And she would, you know, jump on people backwards and stab them backwards. And like she strangled her husband backwards. Um, And he would be manipulating her into this sort of like mind palace where she didn't know what was going on. And she couldn't see that she was the one committing the real murders. Um, He would be murdering all these people with the use of her body backwards
0: okay Uh uh-huh um Uh uh-huh you know this is not what i got from reading the wikipedia yeah
1: yeah i um i think that the wikipedia entry is a little bit dry
0: considering the actual content of this film yeah 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 Yeah, because that that part i wasn't expecting at all i kind yeah. of thought like i knew about the parasitic twin thing yes. i kind of thought he somehow was like a spirit that was like no taking this was, shape but no, it's actually was, he's hijacking her body
1: yes yes he is hijacking her body yes
0: okay um
1: and so he has super strength to murder all of these people, to climb walls, to run and jump from high places skates. But it's just unscathed. Madison's body. But it's just Madison's body. So then at the end, we learn that Madison has the same powers as Gabriel, but is using them for good instead. And she will use her uh, uh, telekinetic manipulation, her super strength... And her ability to, uh, I guess, control what Gabriel sees for good. Like some kind of fucked up superhero.
0: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. At the end, after Gabriel, with the use of her body, has killed an entire police precinct. Um. Because she she went to jail, you know, for the murders that she committed. Mm-hmm. Um. She locks him away in his own mind palace and rescues her sister and says, Oh, it turns out I didn't need a blood
0: connection after all. I'm just happy. We're family. (laughs) I, I feel like they didn't need to add that sentiment because they were already acting like family. So again, it was a Tommy was
1: so level script, or I should say a Tommy was so level interpretation of a script right yeah
0: <laughs> i yeah so like i, said, I read the wikipedia Mhm. and i i think i texted you and was like i read the wikipedia of malignant and i mm-hmm. don't understand and you're like oh i've seen it i'll explain it too but this is not what i got from the wikipedia yeah yeah i um... thought so i thought like i said the twin was like a ghost or something killing people I thought I this was thought like a that, ghost story yeah.
1: no I thought that at the beginning with the sort of ghillie suit entity yeah but that was mostly um, what's the word there was mostly red herrings that was like mostly misdirection when you would see sort of these spiritual entity actions it was it was misdirection it was it was it's it's very bizarre to me to throw a red herring that big into your own film that you yourself completed
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... I feel like there's ways that that story could have kind of made sense. You know, especially for ghosts. Yeah. The, <laughs> but so, like, if you're going with their, the children of the devil, like, it being a ghost story makes a little more sense. Or, like, you know, yes. maybe the devil took the bad twin. Yeah, You know, when they were born. And, you know, th- there are ways that this... In my head, I'm thinking it could have worked. I don't know if on screen it would work, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, ways where I'm like, I think this would have worked out better if they'd done this.
1: Yeah, I, I think that um there, there should have been a, a crowdsourced opinion <laughs> on this plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because the real execution of it was batshit insane
0: i mean i've only seen the first insidious movie and they're not Mm -hmm. bad so Mm -hmm. i i'm a little confused here as am i
1: i i always feel strange about what I would consider the genre of the intentionally bad. There's intentionally bad, like, Killing, which I found no joy in. Um, really, Killing 3 was the one that rotted my brain, and I will never get those two hours of my life back, which I deeply regret. Um, this, I would say, was... It was intentionally bad, but it was still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I just question... I do question whether intentional badness was the way to go yeah. in a film that could have been better <laughs> <laughs> and still executed on the same plot points.
0: Yeah. I'm, I don't know. It just, why?
1: <laughs> if I knew I would tell you.
0: I mean, I did not enjoy the later Saw movies because I felt like they mm. just ended up being, you know, just way too gory for gory's sake and didn't really have the story yes. like when they started retconning stuff that's when they really lost me i was not the biggest fan of any of the saw series but the first movie at least i feel was good and had you know an interesting complete story mm-hmm. i think they lost yeah. that later on but yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, you sat next to
1: me at uh, the Rise Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how I feel about retcons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I did see that there's probably going to be a Malignant too. Yeah. Are you going to see it?
1: <laughs> I'll have to, right? I am I am now invested in this poor woman who overcame an abusive relationship by killing her husband. I mean good for um, her. <laughs> good for her, exactly. It's 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 like that uh arrested development quote, you know, <laughs> she drove her kids into the lake, good for her. Um I mean
0: Yeah, I just I mean like if it's one of those things where I knew it was supposed to be bad, like I could just enjoy it for that sake. But Yes. I don't know if that's what this was supposed to be.
1: I don't know either. And I feel like James Wan won't give viewers the pleasure of knowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, as this is right, but like, I'm
0: curious. I love having my curiosity satisfied. I mean, I'm just glad he gave me a DC movie that didn't make me depressed while leaving it. You know, Aquaman's not the best movie, but I didn't feel sad leaving it. Yeah, Aquaman may not be the best movie, but it's also not Zack fucking Snyder, so. <laughs> or Joss Whedon. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I said his name. I shouldn't have.
1: I, I, I appreciate that I've been talking about all these horrible, gory, cruel, disgusting things,
0: and yet the thing that really raises my hackles is uh, Joss Whedon. Okay, but here's the thing like, the things we're talking about in this movie are fictional. I mean,. Very good point. You know, unfortunately, like abuse does happen in real life, but we're talking about fictional characters, and that Joss Whedon is actually just a terrible person in
1: real life. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman who played the abusive husband in this, I'm, I'm sure, is lovely in real life. I mean, maybe not, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's lovely in real life. I, I have no reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. when you have real proof of a real human's terrible actions, it mm-hmm. is different.
0: I agree. yeah. I agree. So. Yeah, I know. I I mean, good for James Bond and all his horror movies. Like, he's still making Insidious and Conjuring movies, and Mm -hmm. good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see why this wouldn't become a series like Insidious or Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't consider the other two series high art, but I also wouldn't consider them high camp. And yeah. this was high camp.
0: I, I mean, mean, the, the contouring of high camp. can be a bit, especially in the later ones. Fair. Fair. You know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, um... Yeah,
1: I, 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 I tried to be delicate with my treatment of these topics, but I, I don't know that I succeeded, to be honest. <laughs> um, I what what a what a batshit insane choice of everything, everything, yeah, I, I should say this, I may have tried to be delicate with my handling of these topics, but the the filmmakers surely were not <laughs> in no way, shape or form are they delicate,
0: yeah, it does it sounds very heavy handed,
1: oh, very heavy handed i I mean, just i I appreciated that the first kill in the movie was the most obviously monstrous person Mm -hmm. um in fact i think that the the murder of the three doctors you could kind of understand you could kind of say oh this person tried to kill me by pushing me into my twin sister's skull uh i'm going to exact my revenge i get Mm -hmm. that um i will say that at the end when and and this is a big plot hole actually Um, At the end of the movie, uh, Madison or Gabriel as Madison either killed a jail cell full of 20 women who were largely implied to be sex workers, um, one of whom was in a Foxy Brown costume. And I thought, okay, is this going to somehow turn on its head and not be racist? And No, it was definitely racist. Um, Awesome. Right, right. Um, she either or he either Madison Gabriel whatever you want to call it because it's her body and his half a brain Mm -hmm. um, they killed either a jail cell full of 20 women or they killed 20 cops in the precinct and threw them all in the jail cell and a major plot hole of this film is that both scenes were sort of filmed and cut together badly. (laughs) So, I mean, neither is, neither is good. (laughs) Neither is good. But, I just feel like it's, it's a different tonally whether, God, it's just, it's just so messy. It's just so
0: messy. Mm -hmm. Um, would you recommend this movie? God, um, (sighs)
1: Again, not if you're sensitive to any of the things I mentioned at the beginning or mm-hmm. middle or end. Um, I mean, why suffer twice? Why suffer the indignity of both a problematic and bad film? <laughs> um, so um, if, if however, y- you are not sensitive to such topics and, and I mean, a- a- as for me, I again, I have pretty much one rule and it's if somebody, you know, acts with complete uh you know just completely fucked up morals or completely fucked up lack of morals however you want to put it mm-hmm. um that they do get their comeuppance and, and this satisfied that for me okay um at, at least in the beginning and then it all got really really hazy at the end <laughs> um if if you are if this film fits within your parameters of the principles upon which you will or will not watch a film. Um, If you are not sensitive to just a shit ton of gore, including medical gore, Mm. um, because I I don't think I mentioned how incredibly graphic the videos of the operation to put Gabriel inside Madison's head were. You did not. Oh my God. Incredibly. Like Like saw level. Oh, Oh yeah. 100%. Like I watch my 600 pound life sometimes. Um because I like seeing people win. I like seeing people like get their lives together and succeed and be happy. Um, unfortunately on recent seasons of my 600 pound life that has not been the case 100% of the time mm-hmm. um and when they do the live surgeries, oh, I also watch botched <laughs> um, uh, so when they do those the, that live surgery footage, I would say that if, You are not discerning between oh this is real versus this is fake malignant was worse Mm -hmm. if you are willing to discern of course special effects are special effects um so yeah incredibly gory including medical gore um just with you know with a shit ton of content warnings with those caveats if you're not sensitive to it if you really enjoy high camp horror then I would recommend it. If you want to see what it would look like if Tommy Wiseau was given millions of dollars to make a horror movie, I would watch it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Very long answer to a simple question, because I I I mean, what I recommend this movie for, you know, every Jill and Jane off the street, fuck no. Um, But also, like, I I don't think it's a work of staggering genius such that like, oh, you're really missing out if you don't watch this movie because you're sensitive to some of the topics. No, 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 there's so many better movies to spend your time on. (laughs) But if you're... I mean, if you're insatiably curious about things that are dark and disgusting like I am, then
0: you be up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for being here with me tonight, Vivian, and explaining this movie to me because the Wikipedia really leaves a lot out. <laughs> it's really sanitized. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, like, I just looked at it while we were talking. It doesn't even mention that their dad was the devil. Yeah, Which it's Which I implied. think is an important plot point. I feel like it's a very important plot point. Yes. Yeah. So, Wikipedia writers, go fix that, please. <laughs> All right. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Women Talk About Horror is produced and edited by Christina Paz. Music by Fesslian Studios. Please follow us at Women Talk About Horror on Instagram. Please join us in two weeks for our next episode.